Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from the Smoothie King Center, where tonight the Pelicans take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Happy Black and Gold Friday, everybody. The homestand continues for the Saints as they welcome in the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. The Bengals will be arriving tomorrow, and the kickoff is set for just afternoon on Sunday. We're going to get you some of the best sound of the week from the Saints as they talk about their matchup with Cincinnati. That will come up shortly. And, of course, we'll preview tonight's basketball game between the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. We'll do so by sharing the Monty Williams Show interview with the head coach uh, that aired on uh, WWL-FM last night. So we'll get you a nice extensive visit with head coach Monty Williams, our longest of the week. He will uh, talk about things that have happened so far through the first seven games that find the Pelicans at 4-3 and three, and perhaps what the uh, Pelicans are up against tonight against the 2-5 and five Minnesota Timberwolves. So a good show to wrap up this Friday. Uh, the sun's back out. That's a good thing here in New Orleans. It is frosty, though, <laughs> um, to say the least. But we're all set to go. So here we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get you uh, some sound from head coach Sean Payton, offensive lineman Zach Streif, and Drew Brees, what we'll call the best of the week. And then we'll jump into a visit with Monty Williams here to wrap up the week for the Pelicans as well. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool, collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... 
Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come here on the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report, Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Pelicans Timberwolves tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Well, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins got us started as far as the NFL weekend goes. The Dolphins beat the Bills last night 22-9. Our focus here on the Friday, this Friday, though, of course, is Saints-Bengals this weekend. We've been inside the locker room and outside of practice with regard to the post-practice pressers all week long. So here now is a sampling of the best of what the Saints had to say this week. And we'll start with head coach Sean Payton. He talked about some of the special Bengals looks on defense and the keynotes about the Bengals' offense. I would say, first off, defensively, they're a team that, that's got quite a bit of uh, unusual nickel pressure. So last night is a night we spent a lot of time on third down looks, nickel looks, uh, you know, based on a lot of their pressures, double-A walk-ups, safeties, corners. They, they're pretty good at um, changing up the look and being fairly aggressive defensively. Um, I think offensively, they have the ability to go spontaneously. Uh, obviously, the threats outside with their receivers, uh, and those guys being healthy, uh, along with their, their balance of wanting to run the football. In the kicking game, when you study them, we start at the beginning of the week and profile. You know, they're in the top ten in three of the four categories. So um, there's a reason they've had success and they're winning. Coach Payton went on yesterday to talk about the Cincinnati run game and how it is really kind of a true barometer of what the results have been for the Bengals this season. Look, they, they're like us, they're dealing with some injuries, you know, and, and um, when they've been healthy and, and they played some, obviously some good teams that can run the football. Uh, I think the one thing that stands out is in their losses, um, there have been two or three of them that have really gotten away. Uh, but in their wins, if you just look closely at their rushing numbers, it's really drastically different. So when they've been on schedule, when they played well, you see defensively and offensively. Uh, but I, I know they've had some linebackers nicked up. They've had some down linemen. One of their best down linemen has been uh, nicked up, and you know that can affect what you're doing. As Coach mentioned, it's both sides of the run game, and he talked about some of the defensive nicks and cuts and injuries offensively, still waiting to find out whether or not Giovanni Bernard, their leading rusher, will be able to go on Sunday. If not, we'll see Jeremy Hill, who's pretty capable, of course, out of LSU. That Bengals defense against the run is now 31st uh, in the NFL coming into this weekend's games. But after a lot of film review, Zach Streif told us yesterday that you better be careful if you uh, lean too hard on the numbers when you're looking at the Bengals defense against the rush. Well, I mean, I actually leaned over to Jairi at one point uh, this week and said I'm waiting for all these big runs. I mean, I know what the stats are, and yet you watch them, and it's a whole lot of threes and fours. I think when you look at this team, they've they've had some injuries and some guys, some really good football players miss time. And when you get young guys in, you start having a guy just kind of pop out of a gap. or You know, it's not, it's not a glaring teams are pushing them all over the field. That's not what it looks like on tape. Um, and and look, every week that's going to improve. You know, when you're when you're a young guy and uh, and and you're getting into a season and now you're playing more and more and more every week, you're going to be more consistent, more disciplined. And I think we're seeing that 
some of some of their guys that have had to step up for them. Uh, you can see the improvement, but I'd say that's more what it is. I mean, they're, it's, they're not physically getting pushed around. You know, it's just a guy out of a gap here or there. It's it's not a not a glaring issue. On Wednesday, Saints quarterback Drew Brees spoke to the media as he does each and every week, and he shared with us some views on the Bengals defense that he'll be up against on Sunday afternoon. You know, they've been banged up uh, up front, linebacker group, you know, that kind of thing, and yet. Um, you uh, you know you can turn on the film at any moment, and there's there's guys flying around, there's guys making plays. They, these linebackers have a nose for the football, you know, and the secondary has done a great job just getting their hands on on balls. So uh, they've been pretty opportunistic. It seems like in their wins they've been really good, and then their losses, especially as of late, you know, they've been pretty large uh, deficits, you know. So I don't look into that too much. I mean, we're expecting the Bengal team uh, that's played those, you know, played some. Beat Baltimore twice. You know we're expecting that Bengal team to come in here, ready to play. Obviously, they're going to be disappointed based upon what happened in their last game, just like we are. I'm sure they're going to have a spirited week of practice and they're going to come in ready to go, just like we need to be. Good point, Drew. Um, and those are some of the better sound bites of the week from the Saints. Certainly, when you talk about Sean Payton, Zach Streif, and Drew Brees, there. Uh, not that I want you to double down. Well, actually, I do. I want you to double down on Black and Blue Report today because if you missed yesterday's program, uh, it's worth going back into the archive and listening to uh, Voice of the Saints Jim Henderson and Voice of the Bengals Dan Horde give us an unbelievable preview of the football game. They did that yesterday. So if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, I'll encourage you to go back and listen before Sunday's game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. That'll be very, very exciting. It's a big, big game for the Saints for obvious reasons, no doubt. Um, as they go up against the AFC North again. And uh, they'll be uh, against the AFC North again the following weekend when they have Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens. So key stretch here. Wish the Saints all the best. Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center tonight against the Timberwolves. We'll check in with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams as we continue on this Friday after this quick timeout. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Smoothie King Center studios as we continue on the Black and Blue Report here this Friday. Pelicans and Timberwolves will tip off tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, first 5,000, by the way, get a very cool Anthony Davis poster when they come to the ball game tonight. There are still some good seats available. You can call 504-525-HOOP or, as always, check in at pelicans.com. Hey, Daniel, is tonight a Pierre party pack night? I think it is. Yes, today's the 14th, right? Yes, it is. So the big uh, family ticket package with Pierre the Pelican is uh, yours tonight as well, and I think there are some of those remaining uh, for you to uh, grab a hold of. 
Last night, we caught up with head coach Monty Williams on the Monty Williams Show. It airs each Thursday night at 8 Central on 105.3 WWL-FM. And I know while maybe that's tough for some of you to catch, we here at No Appointment Radio, the Black and Blue Report, want to uh, continue our tradition of sharing those thoughts from Coach on Fridays during the season. So with that, here's segment one of my one-on-one with head coach Monty Williams here this week. Coach, we're early in the season that I'm I'm uh, okay to ask you this because I always listen to players say before a season starts, hey, I, I, I went to work adding this to my game, and now I'm trying it out. I'm sure coaches probably do the same thing. Is there something that you've done differently here at the start of this season as a part of your growth as a head coach? And of that, what, what do you think will stick after you've tried it out a little bit? You mean is there something that I've added to my coaching style or something that I've learned? Either or, uh, that you've put into practice here that maybe you hadn't done before. Yeah. One thing I learned uh, last summer – being with other coaches, just looking at my notes and, and thinking about our, our season and the past few seasons is do what you do well, do what you know. And every now and again, you can kind of add some things. Like we've added some stuff to our defense that I learned from Tom Thibodeau. Certainly have given the players more freedom to do what they do well, especially if they, they honor the absolutes in our program. And um, I wouldn't say I was opposed to that. I just don't think we had the talent level to allow it as much. And I think I'm at a point in my coaching where I understand the talent that we have, and I don't want to get in the way of that. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, it it takes a lot of (laughs) know-how to coach talent. And, And we want to enhance the guys that we have. We feel like Anthony Davis is, I don't get into the rankings and all that stuff, but we feel like we have one of the best players in the NBA. And there's a part of me that has to continue to teach him and show him the things that he needs to know. And then there's another part of me that needs to, you know, not squeeze him and and let him explore and do the things necessary to become an elite player on a night in and night out basis. Is he an elite player right now? I think you... We're a ways away from that just because we've only played seven games. He and I haven't won, and that's something that he and I both are desperately after. And I think when you win, all that stuff is solidified. Talent-wise, numbers, yeah, but that's not what this league is about. You know, People talk about Joe Kim Noah with reverence. He doesn't have unreal stats, but they win. And when you win, you be you put yourself in the position to be defensive player of the year. I think the thing for AD right now, from an individual standpoint, he wants to be an all-NBA player. The all-star thing is cool, but I've always looked at the all-NBA teams as the, that's the real marker. And as good as he was last year, it wasn't the case. And so I think those are thing, the things that he's chasing from an individual standpoint. But I, I can tell you, just talking to him and watching him, he wants to win. Because being around all those guys this summer, they all won, most of the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. There were a few guys, he, DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay, those guys haven't won. And so when you sit there and listen to Harden and Curry and Thompson, all those guys talk about winning, what can you say? Derrick Rose, you know, all those guys have won big in this league and AD wants it and that, that's our that's one of our goals is to be a, a winning team not just a team full of talent. You told the media earlier today that he's scratching the surface which is kind of scary to think about and you went on to say that when he learns how to read defenses better and all that tell me what he doesn't see yet that he will eventually see. I, I guess that 
I need to see it from your eyes. I think what I don't want to give too much away, but the one thing that I noticed with Tim Duncan, he had an unbelievable pace in his in his ability to read what was happening. He made other people better around him. AD's not doing that yet. He's good himself. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that he's making other people better when he has the ball. He's not drawing double teams and talking to guy and then passing to somebody for a three. Now, does he make team us better when he's blocking shots and offensive rebounding and defensive? Yeah. But I'm talking about from an offensive standpoint where you're like Nash, you're like Duncan, Barkley was like that, Jordan was like that. They raised the level of the guys around them to the point where you thought they were better than they were. And once he begins to do that, you're going to see Omir dunking around the basket more. When Omir's guy comes to double team AD, AD's going to find Omir for a dunk. And I think that's a a level or two away from him right now because it takes time to get to that point. Most young guys, even though he makes the game look easy, sometimes he still goes too fast. And I'm trying to get him to have a great pace around the basket. We have a few progressions that we go through kind of like a quarterback when he gets the ball and he's this year more than any other year he's constantly looking at those progressions and I think once he does it naturally the surface will be behind us and he'll be doing even more than people could imagine still more to go with coach we'll take a quick break and then get you the rest of the interview after this In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue now with head coach Monty Williams. Uh, We'll ask him about uh, the specific matchup tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Keep this in mind about tonight's ballgame. The Wolves will be without Ricky Rubio. He has a sprained ankle and will not go tonight again for the Wolves. He missed their last game, which was in Mexico City. They ended up losing that game to the Houston Rockets. In fact, the Wolves have lost three straight. But the Pelicans here are going to try and go two games above 500. Now, again, here is Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. Coach, four and three as we visit here on this Thursday night. What do you like about this four and three? And, and what, um, what do you hope maybe, I don't know, say evolves, maybe that's the right word, over the next week or so? Well, every win for us has been um, big. You know, I explained to our players today, to win a game in the NBA is one of the hardest things you can do as a coach and as a team. And so uh, to start the season winning against Orlando and, you know, playing tough games against Dallas and Memphis, they've all been a part of our growth as a team. They give us a chance to see where we are and 
to be able to be to be four and three with the schedule that we've had, I think it says a lot about our team, but it also says a lot about where we need to go. Um, when I, we played against Dallas and, and Memphis and San Antonio, uh, Cleveland, uh, you realize as a coach and as a team that there's some things that you need to improve upon. Um, and until we do that, um, we're going to be really competitive. I think we're going to win a lot of games this year. But I, I want to be, as I told you, not a team that people fear, but a team that people are overwhelmed by and, and pretty much know they can't beat, especially when they come to New Orleans. Ryan Anderson's on a pretty good clip right now. <laughs> What's the rest of the story? I mean, I, I get to see him knock down a lot of shots over the last week, but I'm, I'm sure there's more to that. What would that be right now? I think Ryan, um, for whatever reason, I think the Memphis game when we saw he missed shot after shot after shot, um, you kind of you know that sooner or later he's going to come out of that and it's going to be really good. And we're starting to see some of that right now. And Ryan is one of the rare players in this league who can who's big, can shoot it from range, can attack the basket. Uh, has the ability to rebound. Um, sometimes he gets a bit carried away with, and he starts making shots, and he and I have discussions about that, and yet I'm aware of his confidence and his ability. And so there has to be some balance between he and I. You know, uh, Pop used to talk about Ginobili in that way. He was going to have a couple plays a game that you just wanted to, you know, choke him. But you knew that he was going to make 10 plays that could help you win the game. And, and Ryan is like that, although a different player than Manu. Uh, I think the theory uh, can be applied to both. Is he, is he, he's not in the starting five, obviously, and that's worked very well for you. But yet I always, I mean, you and I have talked about this over the years a little bit, there's a finishing five. Is Ryan clearly in that mix? And, uh, and what, other than his ability to shoot the three, why? I think we have a finishing six, to be honest with you, because um, there are like there are times where I'll have Ryan in on the offensive end if the, there's a break in the play and we need a defensive stop. Omer's coming in the game, and Ryan accepts that. He knows what we're trying to do. But to answer your question, I, I think he he certainly is a, a starter in this league. Um, and with that being said, with his ability to shoot and rebound, uh, you, you always want to have him on the floor. Um, down the stretch because he not only can he shoot the ball, but he spaces the floor. And that's a value that can't be discounted in the NBA. Home wins are big for you as you make a push. Um, and you started the home standoff right with the win over the Lakers tomorrow night, Minnesota. Uh, forgive me for asking this way, but why has Minnesota given you guys the trouble that they have over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, uh, gosh. Kevin Love for one. <laughs> um, not to discount anybody that they have on their team now, um, but we, we haven't played well up there. They've always been a good shooting team. Um, Kevin Martin is a guy who's uh, given us trouble, and we got to make sure that we have great awareness um, with him tomorrow. Pekovic is a, a really unique uh, throwback type of a center. You know, you don't see too many guys who are close to 300 pounds who can shoot a jump hook as. Um, well as he can, so they ha they have really good players. They don't have love anymore, but they have guys who can get it done. And defensively, we we have to be sound 
and and not allow them to get a lot of points in the paint. Um, they've hurt us with that in the past, and offensive rebounding for them is big, and, and so we got to keep those guys off the glass. Maybe I didn't ask you a fair question because I mean you guys are different than the last couple seasons, and and they're different too. So um, with Love gone, yeah. and, and is there a difference you think with the change in the head coach, and how drastic is it? Coach Saunders has always been a an efficient uh, offensive coach. Um, the way they run their sets, even the play calling, can throw you off a little bit. They call a lot of numbered sets, and if you're not familiar with it, it it'll confuse you. But you know, all the teams that he he's had, they've had um, they've scored the ball well. They scored deep into the clock because they run option after option. And so I think it's a it's a different scheme than Coach Adelman, and yet they're both high offense um, defense wasn't staggering but they scored so much that you played against the set defense which mm -hmm. is what you want in the NBA so it, it'll be interesting to see you know the differences in the styles but you know I, coach flip has been around for a long time so we're all familiar with how successful he's been coach as always thanks for a great Thursday night visit we wish you all the best tomorrow night and uh, we'll look forward to doing this again next week yeah do, do we meet before Thanksgiving we, we do well Yes, we do. We meet next week on the road. Okay. Yep, and uh, and that'll be our last show before Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, to all the, the fans out there, come out and see us. Uh, you certainly are an important part of our team. Obviously, I, I keep harping on the fact that I felt so uh, comfortable and, and confident when that gym was packed my first year here, and it was really hard for teams to come in and beat us at home, and we want our guys to experience that. So if you guys can come out, um, we certainly appreciate it. God bless you all. All right, so big game tonight before the West Coast road trip, which starts Monday in Portland and then continues Tuesday in Sacramento. The first two of that trip are going to be really tough, but we'll learn a lot more about the Pelicans uh, as they embark on that four-game West Coast road trip on Monday. Yes, 9 o'clock Central tip-off time on Monday night against the Portland Trailblazers. Tonight's game's on the radio, of course. Pelicans Radio Network coverage starts at 7 Central from the Smoothie King Center. Fox Sports New Orleans has the television side of it with Joel Myers and David Wesley. Before we wrap up this segment, um, you're going to see it next week in Sports Illustrated in print, but right now it is out and online. It's an article about Ryan Anderson and the uh, tragedy that he endured with his uh, girlfriend Gia and uh, the year that's happened this over the year now that's happened since, uh, I would call this a must read. It's it is fantastic, and uh, it will be an emotional read, but uh, I think that you'll feel empowered like Ryan does uh, here today. He is thrilled with the response so far from the article, and uh, and I encourage you to uh, to check it out. It's at si.com. Chris Ballard has done a wonderful job with it. I think you're going to learn a lot about not only Ryan Anderson, but head coach Monty Williams and, and others in Ryan's life after you uh, partake of this read. Make sure that you block out a little bit of time for it because you're going to want to give it your full attention. We're going to take our last break here on this Friday and wrap up the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. It's a whole lot of cash. 
From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Friday, November 14th at 7 p.m. when the Minnesota Timberwolves come to town for social media night where the first 5,000 receive an Anthony Davis poster. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the front at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a lot more. Tickets start as low as $16. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here on the Black and Blue Report for this Friday. Thanks again to Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Zach Street, Monty Williams, all for stopping by. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick number about the Pelicans game tonight uh, in just a moment. But first, uh, here she is. We haven't seen Tanya Moore in a while. Well, we've seen her actually quite a bit. She's had a busy week. Tanya Moore is the Associate Director for the Louisiana Campaign for Tobacco-Free Living. Tanya, welcome in. We wanted to get you in here because it's been a pretty big week for you guys, hasn't it? Yes, thank you for having us. It is Smoke-Free Week 2.0 for New Orleans. Smoke-Free Week 2.0 also featured a big night here at the Smoothie King Center the other night. Tell us about Tobacco-Free Living's uh, event that you had for the Pelicans. I guess it was Pelicans-Lakers on Wednesday, wasn't it? Yes, yes. That Well, first, that was a great game because, of course, the Pelicans won. Um, but we uh, definitely had a chance to brand um, everything with our signage and our new logo, with the Healthier Air for All, and our hashtag, Smoke-Free NOLA. And we're just asking everybody to uh, say something positive um, on why they think smoke-free environments are important, especially to the city of New Orleans. Um, we we also had a chance to um, work with the Pelicans organization on Tuesday over at Craig Elementary School um, just to do some healthy information with the kids and the youth over there to encourage them to never uh, pick up smoking. So it was, it's been a great week. Busy, to say the least. You had an event last night, too, didn't you? We did. We partnered with Irvin Mayfield and the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra over at the House of Blues uh, to encourage more smoke-free environments. Of course, uh, Irvin Mayfield is uh, definitely an ambassador for the city of New Orleans and Louisiana, um, and he is a Grammy Award winner who will never uh, play in smoke-filled environments. So he is a great person to have on board our campaign as well. Okay, so the hashtag Smoke Free NOLA, right? Yes. Is really a way for folks to share or to express their opinion about wanting a healthier environment for all, obviously. That is correct. Okay, so, but at the website, Healthier Air for All. Dot org, right? That's it. What are they going to find there? So when you go there, one, we have a lot of information about Smoke Free Week New Orleans, but that's also our uh, statewide uh, website for our campaign. They'll find smoke-free venues. If you're visiting uh, any of the other parts of Louisiana, you, you'll find all smoke-free bars, all other events that are smoke-free going on, and some other health facts about secondhand smoke exposure and just some other efforts and successes that we've had across the state, such as other cities that are smoke-free. Tanya, we had over 17,000 people here in the building on Wednesday. I know we talked about it on the Pelicans Radio Network. I'm hoping you've gotten some kind of an impact from partnering up with the Pelicans for this big week. We have. We Well, one, definitely uh, just the general awareness of the campaign. Um, and, and when 
when other people are seeing the visibility and the support even the team members encouraging people to not smoke and uh, that they're smoke-free and tobacco-free. It just, it's just been a huge success. We've received a lot of positive comments from uh, Wednesday night, and I think a lot of people are excited about what's about to happen in the city of New Orleans. There's one more event, right, Monday? I mean, I know this is smoke-free week, but there's one more big thing on Monday, and I don't want to let you walk out of here without talking about that. Sure. So the American Public Health Association Conference will be visiting uh, our city this week. And let me just put a plug in. That conference uh, brings in about twelve to 15,000 people to the city of New Orleans. So these are visitors coming to visit our city. This is, however, their last time in New Orleans um, because uh, they only their policy states that they only go to cities uh, that are smoke-free. Or, health, or healthy cities. Um, so on Monday, we will have a smoke-free second line starting at the convention center uh, through Walden to Waldenburg Park. So anybody who want to join us, please come and join us. We have some uh, handkerchiefs, some towels, and bring your smoke-free signs, anything you want to, you know, uh, acknowledge at the parade. We're, we're looking for everybody to join us. It's going to be a huge event. The website again, healthieraireforall.org. Also, you can express your opinion, your thoughts, using the hashtag SmokeFreeNOLA. Tanya Moore, Associate Director for the Louisiana Campaign for Tobacco-Free Living. Glad you stopped by. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You helped us get a win on Wednesday. Yes. Can we get another win tonight against Go the Timberwolves? Go Pelicans. Yes, yes, and I will be in the house tonight. Big, big rebounding key tonight for the Pelicans as they take on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. By the way, the Pelicans are the most improved rebounding team from a year ago. That's through the first seven games. They're nearly plus four rebounds per game. That's also helped the Pelicans become the third best team in second chance points. Things to watch for tonight at seven against the Timberwolves. Go Saints too. Saints Bengals this weekend. Don't forget that. We'll have a complete wrap up on Monday for you when the black and blue report continues. Uh, we'll be at what Studio B on Monday, correct? And from Portland, Oregon, as the Pelicans will start things out west. Everybody have a great weekend. Um, I know it's going to be a little chilly, but uh, enjoy, embrace the sweater weather, shall we say. And uh, we'll look for wins from both of our teams this weekend as well. Been a great week here on the show. Thanks again for you uh, to spend time with us as we brought you the best of what we can get with regard to the, the uh, Saints and the Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. Until Monday, well, until I guess tonight on the radio, but until Monday for the Black and Blue Report, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.